Today in the Chokeslam Wrestling Report season finale, we're going to have Pro Wrestling's year-end award as we're going to go through the whole uh, 2021 wrestling year and all the matches, Wrestle of the Year, Tag Team of the Year. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the predictions and we're going to have some uh, wrestling news and rumors, but this show is basically uh, pretty much focused on the year in award. We're going to have that and much more of the Chokeslam Wrestling Report season finale. Here we go. Welcome to another episode of the Chokeslam Wrestling Report. I am your host, no other than the infamous one from New York City, the ultimate one. And I'm back with another episode and the season finale of season three of the Chokeslam Wrestling Report. It's unbelievable that the season three is about to end. What a year of wrestling. I mean, the year started off with, you know, with Kenny Omega being the AEW World Champion Give us giving us hope of him going to other promotion and battling it out his AEW championship versus Impact versus NWA versus MLW versus Ring of Honor versus the IWGP champion. And we all we got was Omega versus Rich Swan for the Impact World title. He had that belt for a couple of months until Christian defeated him back in, I believe it was in August. And after that, we did not get the Infinite War or Infinite, the Infinity Gauntlet, whatever you wanted to call it. This is what I was calling it at the beginning of the year, where we could have seen Kota Ibushi at that time came in in the year as the IWGP World Champion, the first IWGP World Champion, as New Japan calls it, uh, with the new belt. But none of that stuff happened. None of it. The only thing we got to see was a lot, and I could say this, a lot of great matches that I could count with my fingers right now. We got to see, uh, of course, we we never forget this one in the midsummer where it was Kenny Omega versus Brian Danielson. I went to off the ad stadium to see this live. We saw Brian Danielson against Minoru Suzuki. We saw Minoru Suzuki versus Nate Cage in GCW. We saw Nate Cage versus John Moxley for the GCW championship. We saw Matt Cardona go to GCW and win uh, the GCW belt in a hardcore match versus Nick Cage. I saw uh, Leo Rush versus Tasha Ishimori in New Japan Strong. We saw so many matches. I mean, I mean, I go on and on and on. And the future for 2022 looks bright, especially with a talent that I just saw, even though it was the second match uh, that I saw last night, and that is Hook. Taz's son, the bloodthirsty or the cold-blooded Huck. This guy is going to be, uh, when I tell you he's going to be something to watch for next year, you definitely better be ready to see this guy do what he does best. He, I mean, 
he pretty much uh, took care of Bear Bronson last night. Like, Bear Bronson must have been over probably 100, 150 pounds over him, and he just beat the crap out of uh, Bear Bronson. But it goes to show you, I mean, I really ain't going to have to go through a lot of this WWE and AEW, what happened over the week. I went through that on my YouTube channel. So if you guys want to listen to my thoughts on the YouTube channel, um, I did two live recordings. Uh, I went on Tuesday, did the Monday Night Raw review on the YouTube channel, the Chokeslam Wrestling Report. Go ahead and subscribe to that uh, and um, hit the thumbs up on that. And then on Thursday, I did the AEW review. If you guys want to check that out, you can go check that out. The only thing I have right now, I will be talking about the AEW Rampage that I saw last night. But let's start with the awards. The awards. Um, first of all, we're going to go with Wrestler of the Year. And there was no other than this person. This guy had three world titles. Three. Okay. Three world titles. He had the Mega Champion. He had the Impact and the AEW World Championship. I don't have to tell you more because you know who I'm call- who I'm calling out as Wrestler of the Year, and that is Kenny Omega. Omega, and the reason I'm giving Kenny Omega that, and I'm going to tell you why. Omega was wrestling with Vertical for the last three years, okay, before he lost the belt to Hagman Page, okay? He lost the belt to Hagman Page at uh, Full Gear, and then now he's in hiatus because now he had to do surgery, shoulder surgery. He had to do, uh, now he got, he's been wrestling with Vertical for the last three years. And, I mean, he fought Andrade's in Mexico at Triple Mania. Uh, he defended his mega championship, which he had to vacate that belt uh, in December of this month. Uh, Omega was out there wrestling everybody. He fought Brian Danielson in a draw. He fought uh, Orange Cassidy, and I, I forgot who was the other person. I know it was a three. I know it was a three-way. Uh, uh, he fought, uh, who was it, Christian? Christian was the first one, only one who gave him his first loss in God knows how long in AEW when he beat him for the Impact World title, but he got his revenge back. And it wasn't until he lost to Adam Page. Um, and that storyline for that two years, a lot of people were like, oh, wow, you got to do two years. And, whatever. and my answer to that, because you guys have been programmed to want to watch uh, storylines end very quickly, and that goes. They have the New Japan Pro Wrestling style of booking, long-term booking, which a lot of these wrestling fans today don't like it because they get bored very easily because your attention span is eight seconds. Okay, um, and so that is the reason they do this long-term booking, and it turned out good. I mean, I'm not crazy about it now with this Daniel Bryan and Adam Page. They had an hour match, which was pretty good. But now that Adam Page has the belt, he uh, he tried to come back this week with this, uh, you don't feel like a champion. I'm like, please don't start with this petty shit again about feeling sorry for himself or whatever. And, and then he changed it. But I digress. Kenny Omega wins Wrestler of the Year to me. I think, I mean, don't get me wrong, Fatu. Joseph Fatu from MLW held the belt for almost 700 plus days until he lost his belt to Alex Hammerstone. Nick Aldis lost the belt to Trevor Murdoch, which to me was the stupidest move MWA would have done because Trevor Murdoch is nowhere a world championship material. Okay, and they're trying, still trying to do that old school mentality. Uh, 
the the only guy who was close that could have been close that I felt that if it wasn't because he got injured, he probably would have took the whole thing was Will Osprey. But Will Osprey uh, had the one of the matches of the year uh, with Shingo Takaji, and he got hurt. His neck got hurt, and he had to forfeit the, uh, the IWGP World Title. But then he was back already in August wrestling. I just saw him like two months ago wrestling Amazing Red at House of Glory. So he could have probably won the whole thing, but. Again, he got hurt, so he wasn't able to compete for the last couple of months until August, and he didn't compete probably to like maybe October, and that's when he started competing again. So that is the um, wrestler of the year for me, Kenny Omega. Tag team of the year, and a lot of people are going to be like, who? Uh, Dangerous Tekker. Dangerous Tekker, Taishi, and Zack Sabre Jr. in New Japan, they are already what three times iwgp tag team champions world champions this guy this tag team is uh one of those tag teams that uh may give anybody a run for the money i thought about ftr but ftr uh didn't wrestle for a couple of months uh they were out of tv for a while even though they are the triple a tag team champions uh and they're gunning for lucha bros lucha bros ever since they won the aew world title they has had great matches with with FTR, but other than that, they haven't wrestled anybody else. They had a great match at All Out with the Young Bucks in that cage match. But I will go with Dangerous Tekker, Tai Chi, and um, Zack Zaber Jr. These guys, you can't, they're going to beat you on any given night, especially with Zack Zaber Jr. That guy is a master of submission holes. And um, I think he, I mean, you know, American promotions should be lucky that they don't have. This man in a roster because he will be beating everybody. Zack Sabre Jr. is one guy that he'll put anybody in a pretzel and get you hurt. I mean, he took Naido out in the G1 climax and took him out completely out of the tournament and hurt uh, uh, Naido's knee during the tournament. And Tai Chi, that guy from where he was part of the Minu Suzuki gun to now, that guy is dangerous. That guy has won the Never Open World belt a couple of times. Uh, he's been IWGP tag team champion on numerous occasions. The guy is no joke. So the tag team of the year to me is Dangerous Tekker, Zack Zaber Jr., and um, Tai Chi. So female wrestler of the year. I don't have to tell you much because you know who is to me female wrestler of the year, and I've been saying it all year throughout my podcast, and that is Diana Perrazzo. Yeah, a lot of people are going to be like, but she ain't the champion. Well, now she's still a champion because she's still AAA Reina de Reina world champion. Their woman's world title. She's still the champion. This woman had that belt plus the Impact world title until Impact decided to be a bunch of idiots and clowns and give the belt to Mickey James all for them to have a working relationship with the NWA. And yes, I'm going to say that. Mickey James is past her prime, should be nowhere near no world title. And you take the belt away from Deanna Perrazzo, well, it's not going to be hard because this woman's going to beat uh, Mickey James, going to get that belt, and she's going to beat Roxy and take her Ring of Honor world title, woman's title, at the process. But, yep, Deanna Perrazzo gets female wrestler of the year. Comeback wrestler of the year is Matt Cardona. Cardona, he first came to AEW, I believe it was last year, and then he started wrestling Impact. I was looking at him like, why? Impact don't know what to do with him. And then he went to Game Changer Wrestling and became this savage. And he will beat Nick Cage for the Game Changer Wrestling World title over the summer. And he, I mean, he proved his worth. And now in the end of the scene, he's winning belts 
all over the place. Underrated wrestler of the year is Brian Cage. And the reason I say Brian Cage because AEW does not know what to do with Brian Cage. Brian Cage was a former Impact World Champion. And you figure you got him in your roster. You could put him in there with anybody. He had a great match with Adam Page at, uh, I believe, was All Out. And they could have had a chance to put him in there with Kenny Omega. And it has not happened. He had a confrontation with Myrtle Hawk, uh, Lance Archer. Um, they had a one-on-one meeting during a battle royal. They could have done a lot with Brian Cage, and this is ridiculous. So, um, you know, I don't know what to say. You know, overrated wrestler of the year, and that's Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes is still pushing himself like this top talent when the fans are booing him. People, he's becoming the John Cena of AEW. He's becoming cringe. His wife has become cringe since day one, especially with that tweet she put on a couple of weeks ago about her bank account. Uh, goes to show you the ignorance. And now uh, Cody should go back to the heel part with the black hair. Forget about this blonde hair look, whatever he got going on. But to me, he just won the uh, TNT title, which I'm going to be talking about uh, on my uh, Rampage review. Uh, so he's now the TNT third-time world champion, uh, TNT champion, the world champion, whatever you want to call it. I don't agree with it. It's stupid. I don't know why, but it's it's stupid what AEW did. That. I don't understand that. Manager of the year, Paul Heyman. I give him that because it's not a lot of managers in wrestling nowadays, except uh, uh, Joseph Sam or uh, Samuel, whatever his name is from Contra Unit. But Paul Heyman, you got to give it to him, even though he just got fired by Roman Reigns. Uh, he deserves Paul uh, Manager of the Year because of what he done with Roman Reigns. He has, I mean, he has put this man to a, a place uh, where a lot of people, even though he only has had like 17 title reigns and people are talking about he's better than CM Punk, even though CM Punk had 430-something days, world champion defended about 130-something times. Uh, but he has done his job as far as pushing Roman Reigns to a level where uh, people are acknowledging him, no pun intended. But we'll see what happens now without Paul Heyman on his side. Uh, and now they're going to try to p- probably give the belt to uh, Brock Lesnar on day one. That's the remaining to be seen. Inspirational wrestler of the year. Now, this guy that I'm going to uh, shout out is one person maybe a lot of you had never heard of. And uh, only people who follow indie wrestling and knows in the New York scene uh, knows this guy. I had an honor and the privilege to interview this guy in October for what he went through in his personal life. This guy fought cancer during the pandemic. He was fighting cancer and he made his uh, wrestling back debut after he retired. Made his wrestling debut and caught me off guard uh, on Instagram wearing one of my uh, podcast shirt, Chokeslide Wrestling Report. A pop. That's a cheap pop right there. Uh, and surprised me. He returned to wrestling, I believe it was in September or August. And I'm giving this inspiration for Russell of the Year uh, to Eric Jaden. Yes, the sexy Sajiman. I probably said it wrong, but this guy fought cancer, uh, is still cancer-free to this day, uh, and he, during the pandemic, fought cancer and made his wrestling return this uh, past fall. And, I mean, it was amazing. His story is amazing. If you guys want to check out his interview, as I believe it was done somewhere in October, uh, uh, I believe, uh, let me go check real quick. Uh, but this was a, an amazing story, what he went through um, back um, in 
2020. He definitely, definitely, I'm talking about, matter of fact, that interview was done October 10th. Uh, so you guys can check it out on my podcast if you go to the Chokes Night Wrestling Report. Um, uh, any podcast uh, provider that you go Spotify, Amazon, uh, Apple, whatever, go check it out. His The interview I had with him on October um, 10th. So, uh, and I got a lot of plays on that on that one but he gets the inspirational wrestler award because of uh his commitment not to give up and do what he does best um pay-per-view of the year i'm gonna go with all out um so that is the pay-per-view of the year because of all the wrestlers that show up the debut you had adam cove debut you had ruby soho de- debut and you had um uh, Brian Danielson show up. So that was one of the best pay-per-view that AEW has had. It topped it at what, the most buy rates. It was just amazing. Uh, we'll see what happens for next year. So let's see. We'll be right back with more awards after this. Hey, guys. This is the time of the year to give a gift. If you want to get a, yourself a gift or get someone a gift that you love to someone you could go to my website, tcwr.veryimpressive.com. That's tcwr.veryimpressive.com. Once you go into the website, you are able to purchase either the Chokeslam Wrestling Report t-shirt. I got other shirts in there, including Body Slammer and Ding 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 and the baseball cap uh, snapback. Also included this a uh, couple of weeks ago, the black hoodie says the chokesline wrestling report this is a great way to get someone a gift for the holidays and this is also a great way to support my podcast the chokesline wrestling report and i will gladly appreciate it again guys if you want to get yourself a gift or get someone a gift uh for christmas go to tcwr.veryimpressive.com and i just want to wish you and all my support and all my fans a merry christmas and a happy new year. Hey, what's going on? It's your boy Jada Red Sante, host of Turnbuckle Tabloid, and you're listening to the Choke Slam Wrestling Report. And we're back. So we're going to continue on with this year-end award. And this is the uh, one of the, I say one of the biggest awards for me, and that is match of the year. Now, mind you, like I said, I saw so many matches of this in this year that um, were, some of them were epic. Some of them were like, eh, but I could just name you a few matches that I saw. The Jay White versus... Uh, uh, Tomohiro Ishii at uh, Battle of the Valley for the Never Open Weight title. Will Ospreay versus Shingo Takaji for the IWGP belt back in May. We saw the Kenny Omega versus Brian Danielson in a 60-minute draw. We just saw Brian Danielson uh, uh, a 60-minute draw with Hangman Page. Um, what else? Uh, Minoru Suzuki versus Brian Danielson. Um, we saw so many matches uh, out there um in the wrestling that we can we can name a bunch of them but it's gonna 
it's gonna take all day. And but the one that stays in my mind and um and it's not from AEW, it's not from WWE, it's not MLW, it is from New Japan Pro Wrestling, which is Will Ospreay versus Shingo Takaji for the IWGP world title back in May. Now, in this match, this match went, I believe, over 40, 50 minutes between these two guys. And at the process, uh, Will Ospreay hurt his neck. And as he had a forfeit the title a month later, then it went and ended up putting the IWG World title match back in June, I think it was Wrestle Grand Slam. And it was Okada versus Shingo. Shingo ended up winning the title, who is to this day, ended the year as the IWGP world title, world champion, actually. And everybody's claiming to be the world champion in, in New Japan. But it's making it interesting because Wrestle Kingdom, we're going to have three night event, which I'll probably see WWE trying to copy them because they were the one first one to do that Wrestle Kingdom two nights in a row and WWE decided we're going to do WrestleMania two nights, you know, because they, they can't come up with nothing on their own. But, uh, you know, that match, re- uh, wrestling match of the year goes to Will Ospreay versus Shingo Takaji back in May. But it was May 3rd for the IWGP World Championship. It was for the IWGP title. Tag team match of the year. Uh, I could say the... Uh, Match that for me, as far as tag team is concerned, was all out between Lucha Bros and the Young Bucks at a steel cage match where you saw Matt Jackson pull out a Nike sneakers. And on the bottom of those Nike sneakers, there were thumbtacks and used it on uh, Penta on his head. And you see the blood spearing all over the place. This match was one of the best tag team matches of the year. Um, and, and, I mean, I don't see any other tag team match and whatnot that caught my eye except that one. That one right there. Now, you're probably going to be saying right now you've been listening and you say, but, hey, you, you're not giving nobody for WWE an award. I already gave you a manager of the year. What else do you want? Paul Heyman wins that. You know what I'm saying? But let's be, be realistic. WWE did not have matches where you're going to be like, you know, crazy match. I do give the women's match of the year will be Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. That match was crazy at WrestleMania. One of the best matches I've seen for WWE in a very, very long time. And Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks wins Woman Wrestling Match of the Year because they deserve it. And now, this was back in April. Now, forward eight months later with Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks is now doing some storyline with Tony Storm. And then Bianca Belair is lost in the shuffle. Former, she beat Sasha Banks for the Women's SmackDown Championship, and eight months later, she's doing what? Fighting Dojop? So that goes to show you what WWE does, and you want me probably to give more awards to all your favorites from WWE. Okay? You probably are not agreeing with the Kenny Omega Wrestler of the Year, but let's be realistic. Roman Reigns was beating people we already knew he was going to beat. Kenny Omega was going all over the place, Mexico. Uh, uh, he was. He went to Impact. He went, you know, he had the world title. He had three different world titles. The only one that was came close to him was Will Ospreay, who had the Red Pro World Championship plus the British Championship and the IWGP belt in the middle of the spring last year. He was the only one close to it. And I was naming him the number one. Actually, I wasn't. Let me let me correct that because Walter was a, the the 
the best world champion in NXT UK until they took the belt away from him. You know what I'm saying? And that guy was champion for over what? Two years? So, I mean, they get that. Um, now, you know, uh, it's, 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 it's the way it is. And that is all my, um, the, uh, my, uh, my awards for the year. Again, um, Two WWE gets it, and that's Paul Heyman and Manager of the Year, and Woman Wrestler of the Year, Woman Wrestling Match of the Year goes to Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. I saw many women. I mean, NWA did they, they women's uh, all women's pay per view. They had some great matches. Uh, Diana Perrazzo and Melina had a great match. Uh, and Melina, I got to give her credit for she. I think she deserved Women's Comeback Wrestler of the Year because. This woman has not been wrestling. Came back to the NWA and went and, and went on a one-on-one with Diana Perrazzo, who again, woman wrestler of the year. There's nothing nobody can change my mind on that. So, um, but let's do some petition for next year. You know, uh, I still got a lot of minutes to go on this segment. Uh, let's talk WWE real quick. WWE uh, prediction for the next year. Uh, I'm going to say it right now because it looks like there's rumors going around that Nick Khan and The Rock may be the ones that are going to end up buying WWE. And if that is to happen, you know for a fact when that whole thing's going to change because The Rock is not going to keep having these guys like Bruce Pritchard and the John Laurinaitis in the fold. I don't see them in there at all because they will be sent packing. And then we're going to have a... a we're going to have um, wrestling the way it's supposed to be. So if that's to happen, you know, you know, God willing, then we'll probably, then we'll probably see a different WWE. But as long as the old man is there, and as long as you got the Bruce Pritchers and John Laurinaitis, you're going to have these problems. Look, Monday Night Raw was the fifth lowest in the, in the Raw history. And yet, I have buffoons, and I'm going to say buffoons, on Twitter and other social media defending WWE, coming up with this Hall of Fame and coming up with this, oh, but they did that. Who cares? What, what, what WWE did back in, let's say, 2004, and they were honoring all these wrestlers, and somebody tried to correct me that the Rock and Roll Express fought the headbangers, Okay, so they wrestled one time in WWE, so now they go to the Hall of Fame when they only fought one time because they were doing a, a working relationship with Smokey Mountain Wrestling with Jim Cornette. Okay, I must have forgot. That's how much I used to watch WWE back then. I didn't care because I was more into WCW. Okay, and what I don't have to do research, and I got more knowledge than half of you clowns on, on Twitter. Okay, as long as I've been watching fucking wrestling. Okay, but again, the only thing these WWE uh, fan fanboys, all they want to talk is about the past. Forget about the past. Let's talk about what's happening now, okay? Samoa Joe right now is working as, a, I don't know, some, the guy in the back, whatever. It, it took, they made this man retired, okay? There's a Twitter picture around with him doing God knows what paperwork, but this man should be wrestling. And I know you're going to be like, oh, but he's always hurt. It doesn't matter. He was the NXT world champion, and they took the belt away from him after he won it, okay? 
And if your guys don't understand that they doing this to, to, to stick it to Triple H, as much as I don't agree with Triple H, but Triple H, what he was doing with NXT in 2018, 19, all those years, it made NXT way better than Raw and SmackDown. This is why they are punishing him and they're doing all this to the people that were under him. And 98% of those people are gone. Okay? They're gone. So there's not going to be no changes coming anytime soon unless, like I said, Tony Khan and The Rock get together and buy WWE. I mean, they already bought uh, the XFL. The Rock bought the XFL. So he already bought it. It's just a matter of time before he launches it. Okay? But if The Rock comes, it's going to be good for wrestling because if The Rock comes with Tony Khan, I mean, Nick Khan, I keep calling him Tony Khan, it's Nick Khan, and they take over. Then, you know, Nick Khan, you know, even though a lot of people don't agree with him, he's cut in the fat on all these people and letting people go because they're not using 98% of the damn roster. They're still pushing the the the, the Charlotte, like that. I saw the Tony Storm match. They're pushing her. They're pushing the Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, the same characters every single week. And then you wonder why the ratings are low. Okay? That's, that's my prediction of WWE. Next year, you're going to see the same crap. Nothing's going to change. It might get worse. Especially with this nail program that they're doing, new image, whatever they call listening, they're bringing in people who don't have no knowledge of wrestling, no uh, independent. They're bringing in two twin basketball girls because because they got followers in Instagram, really. And half of the followers that follow them are a bunch of fucking clowns and a bunch of ignorant people that don't know any better. And I'm going to keep it real because this is what social social society or society now today, social media is all about. You do, you clip your toenails and you get followers. And I'm going to keep it real like the way it is. So let's go to AEW, AEW. Um, and I'm going to talk about this Rampage thing that happened uh, this week with uh, the Cody Rhodes winning the TNT title away for Sammy Guevara. My question is, why did they do this? Are they punishing Sammy Guevara for all this nonsense that came out with the Ty Conti and the whole stuff. I don't know. Because all of a sudden, they took the bell away from him. What is the follow-up? What is the cliffhanger behind that? I understand that Cody Rhodes is going to probably turn heel and whatnot. Because he did tweet it after that or po- posted something that not you don't have to be heel or babyface, just a winner to, to become champion. I don't know what that means, but you, you know there's a heel turn coming. As far as AEW is concerned for the year, my prediction... They continue to bring in more former WWE wrestlers into the fold, which a lot of people are like, ah, they bring all these WWE wrestlers and whatever. Hey, WWE took WCW wrestlers back in the day. So what's, the, what's your point? What is your point? They took Ring of Honor guys. They took Impact guys. They took, what's your point? Your point is nothing. You, your point don't mean is irrelevant right now. So they're bringing people in that were in WWE who WWE did not know how to use. And... Now AEW is bringing them into the light. You don't have them doing nothing stupid. And you now you're probably going to have one of the probably biggest feuds that's going to about to come up. And that is Adam Cole, uh, Bobby Fish, and Kyle O'Reilly feuding with Kenny Omega and the Young Buck. It's going to probably happen by revolution. By then, we don't know. Most likely, Omega will be back by then because he's going to be out for a couple of months. And revolution is not too much. So he got another three months to relax and... Let them roll with this uh, stuff. 
Uh, I see Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus getting betrayed by Christian. That is going to happen because you don't see Marco Stunt around. I don't know if there's rumors going around that Marco Stunt's not around. I think he did something, and that's why he's not around. I don't know. But whatever it is, um, I don't know. Maybe that's also part because I saw a Sammy Guevara blog where he said, oh, I'm not supposed to be here. And I don't know. Maybe he's suspended. Who the hell knows? Uh, the women's division, I'm glad they're going to have a TBS women's championship, which uh, will start, well, the finals are coming up on January 5th of next year. So they're going to have a women's championship, a secondary title, which is good. You definitely going to see them doing the trios because there's a lot of teams with a lot of trios that that's going to happen. You got the best friends right now are part of chaos for new Japan. You're probably going to see Kenta. And I'm going to say this right now. I'm predicting this. Kenta will be showing up at, um, AEW to confront CM Punk. This has been going on for seven years. The back and forth with Kenta and CM Punk. This is about to happen. When Kenta won the United States IWGP title from Hiroshi Tanahashi, he called out CM Punk. So that's probably going to happen. We'll see what happens. FTR, I believe they're going to be the next AEW World Championship. Again, they're going to have both of those belts, the AAA and the AEW uh, I could probably see a battle of the belts or next week, whenever it's going to happen. Um, Handman Page, I don't see him being a long-term champion. Um, I, I, you know, now that he has the title, he, uh, I don't see him winning it. I think Miro is going to end up beating um, Handman Page. I could be wrong. Brian Cage, where's Brian Cage? Is Brian Cage going to be used the way he's supposed to be used? We don't know. So that's it's still still up in the air. Um, also, uh, who else I could see there? Uh, Britt Baker, I don't see her winning that title too long. I think Thunder Rosa will beat her for the belt unless Thunder Rosa wins the TBS title. Or it could be Ruby Soho beating her. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, and we're gonna we, we're gonna we're gonna keep following this. So AEW right now, their future looks bright, and we'll see what happens with them. Um, as far as where they're gonna go, twenty twenty two. Uh, they got the battle of the belts coming up. Uh, they're still going to be working with New Japan. They got the Owen Hart Cup coming up. Uh, we'll see Josh Alexander show up there because Impact, you know, now they're not working with AEW. We'll see. Uh, we'll be right back with more uh, predictions. Hi, this is James Rodens from the WNR Podcast, and you are listening to the Chokeslam Wrestling Report. The Pro Wrestling Ball. 35 short stories, including Harley Race, Ricky Morton, Tracy Smothers, and Tim Storm. Along with 300 photos from the independent scene, taken from Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama. Get your book today by going to WrestleVille.com or LanceByChance.com. WrestleVille, it's where wrestling lives. back with some more prediction let's go now to impact wrestling huh. and i start laughing with impact wrestling because right now as far as day predictions right now after me uh pretty much investing on impact wrestling this year impact wrestling really 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 disappointed me 
at the uh, in October of 2021, when they did Brown for Glory, and all they did was click. Well, we can even clickbait because that's not even clickbait. They fooled the fans into thinking that they were going to have this big, humongous shows with Triple A wrestlers, New Japan wrestlers, Bullet Club was going to show up. Uh, who else was? Uh, uh, I forgot who other was the other. Uh, Federation, I think NWA, and we got disappointed. They brought in the Iconics, okay, not known as the Inspiration. I've never have stepped in the ring or wrestled any tag team to get a title shot for the Knockouts Tag Team Championship. And yeah, people will say, oh, you haven't gotten over it. Yes, I haven't gotten over it, and because of this, it's one of the reasons, one of the reasons, I stopped watching Impact. It's because they gave those belts to those women who can wrestle for beans, okay? They beat uh, well, uh, Rosemary and Havoc for the in knockouts Impact World Tag Team Championships. And that alone was to me, I was like, no, I, I can't. They're going ass backwards. Then they decided to give the belt Josh Alexander. He beats... Uh, Christian for the Impact World title. Celebration going on with him, his wife, his kids. And Moose goes and cashes in his call out, whatever they call it, because he had want that during the night, and beats Josh Alexander minutes after him winning the Impact World Championship. Now, most of you may say, but wait a minute, but what what's wrong with Moose? Because Moose came in in the beginning of the year hot, like a hot pocket, blazing. He was part of a six-man tag between Omega and the Go Brothers against Rich Swan, uh, Chris Saban, and Moves. And Moves was on fire. And Impact decided to extinguish him by him losing to Rich Swan and sacrifice. And then to top it off, he gets, uh, he gets a title shot. At, actually, I think he beat Rich Swan. I'm, uh, I might be wrong. At sacrifice, he gets the title shot against Omega at Daly's place, and the Young Bucks get involved, and they pretty much Omega wins that match, which it was a bad, bad ending. Okay, one probably the worst, worst world title matches Omega had this year, and it did you extinguish moves? Then you had him teaming up with Will Morrissey, also known as Big Cass. And then you go and do this on Bomb for Glory? And that's when I said, enough is enough. Their Bullet Club version is Chris Bay and Hikaleo. Really? And no, no, no disrespect to Hikaleo because Hikaleo has improved a lot. No disrespect for Chris Bay. But you bring in Jay White. Okay? At that time, the never open weight champion at anniversary he confronts Kenny Omega and they don't do nothing with that so goes to show you Matt Cardona they brought him in and they were I'm talking about they were running with this Chelsea Green uh Matt Cardona uh mixed intergender matches that, that shit was boring so overall what I'm trying to say is I don't see impact improving anyway they're bringing in Jonah but Jonah really signed with New Japan and the only reason he's working with Impact is because 
Impact and New Japan are working together. And Impact only allows moves to go to the uh to the New Japan show, and that's the only guy that they they bring it in. Even though they have right now signed a match between Jonathan Gresham against Chris Sabin uh for the Ring of Honor World Championship. And Ring of Honor right now is in hiatus. I don't know what's gonna happen with them. Uh and since we already on Ring of Honor, they had their final battle, but Again, if you guys watched Final Battle this past this, uh, a couple of weeks ago, you noticed that EC3 brought in his control and narrative faction. And now Killer Cross is part of that faction, along with Adam Shirt, a.k.a. Braun Strowman, the Titan, and Wesley and uh, Weston Blake, who was known as Wesley Blake for, for uh, Forbidden Sons or Forgotten Sons. And... He mentioned something about reimagining. Those was the word he used, reimagining. So Ring of Honor is coming back. They might do what House of Glory does now. They'll bring in talent. They'll pay them, but they will not be under the contract. They can wrestle anywhere and whatnot. So that's what I think with Ring of Honor. They're supposedly they're supposed to come back in April for Ring of Honor Supercard. We don't know. I mean, Joe Koff said he never said shut down. He said hiatus, which is true. He's not saying they shut it down. But are they really coming back? That is the question. And now, you know, what's going to happen to talents like, you know, Roosh? Roosh right now, um, he's been out since August. He had to be, he's out for the rest of the, he was out for the rest of the year with an injury. They never determined what was the injury. So he he could show up at AEW somewhere down the line. Or oh, MLW. MLW right now is doing the Lucha Underground, um, you know, format, which is beautiful. Alex Hammerstone just beat Jacob Fatu uh, for the title. I can't call him Joseph Fatu. I don't know why. It's Joseph Samael is the manager. And then you got Jacob Fatu. Jacob Fatu lost the belt to Alex Hammerstone. Hammerstone gave up his uh, natural title. Hoden was... Uh, won by Alex Kane. That's another guy you guys got to watch. I think MLW has a great future coming up. I'm not too crazy, and I'm going to say it whether I hurt people's feeling or not. I don't like this 5150 uh, LAX version. I do not like it. I do not like it at all. Uh, I think sometimes you get to stick with the original, stick with what it was. But 5150 right now are the MLW World Tag Team Champions. So I don't know if they're doing the Freebird rule or not because uh, you know, they got a third member there, Joe Smoke, whatever his name is. Um, so, but I don't know. You got the Von Erics coming back. I'm not a great, I'm not a Von Eric fan because they still, they, they, they gimmick is more of that old school 1980 door, uh, kick your butt. Oh, shut up. I, I don't care for the Von Erics. I really don't. Um, but there's a lot of stuff going on. Uh, Matt, uh, Matt Kruger. That's one guy that I see Alex Hammerstone having a big feud with them because these two, Jacob Fatu is going to end up fight, uh, going at it with Matt Kruger. Uh, what's going to happen with Contra Unit? Right now, like I said, Joseph Fatu is, uh, Jacob Fatu is no longer a member there after the War Chamber. So that's still to look. NWA, don't care. Be honest with you. I don't care anything the NWA does because NWA is still stuck. In the 1980s, trying to relive 1980 wrestling. Billy Corgan is a moron. He don't know what he's doing. He's trying to have 
you know, his his last pay per view was probably a very very bad pay per view uh, as far as crowd wise. I don't know if it was a good pay per view, but I know that Mike Cardona showed up, challenged Trevor Murdoch. Cardona's everywhere. I'm gonna tell you something right now. Cardona's a guy you gotta watch. He's gonna be making a lot of noise. And I like him, what he's doing now, instead of him being stuck with Chelsea Green uh, as a tag team partner like Impact was doing. Uh, but I just don't understand why he's getting a shot at most when this guy, the uh, last couple of months, he was getting pinned by by Rojit a couple of times in tag team matches, but he's getting a title shot. You know, I, I don't understand it. Impact is desperate, along like with NWA. These guys, they, they, that, that, those two companies, they don't know what they're doing. A lot of people may disagree with me, but Impact and NWA, yeah, that's why NW nobody was watching NWA to be honest with you, because they were charging people five dollars a week to watch this show, and nobody was buying it. Now they're going back to YouTube, so you can see it free. You know what I'm saying? Well, that shows you. They Billy Corgan thought, oh, we, you want to see NWA? You got to pay five dollars. I'm not buying. Listen, I'm not paying no five dollars a week to watch your program. Your program right now sucks. Okay, now I'm not buying, wasting my time with that. That's why I don't cover NWA. If I do, it's got to be a pay-per-view or it's a match, you know, something to the effect there. But I don't know. It's like the same thing with the WWE. Why I got to – I rarely cover WWE because WWE don't have a lot of things positive to, to talk about. You know what I'm saying? And if I got nothing positive to talk about, why would I put it in my show? You know what I'm saying? Because then I'm going to get, you know, these, these, these trolls or these people who think they know wrestling – Oh, you you hating uh, blah 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 because that's 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 what I hear from. A lot of people say, "Oh, I'm a hater." Uh, if you don't like them, don't watch. It. I I don't watch it. I don't watch it. But I'm a podcast, so I'm gonna cover it. The well, the little bit positive that comes out of it. But these are the predictions that I'm looking at. I mean, the only ones right now that have a lot of hope, uh, and, and has good marks is AEW and MLW. Those two. A ring of honor, maybe, but let's not sleep on another promotion that a lot of people are not even talking about, and that's House of Glory. House of Glory came back in November. House of Glory, of course, is at the New York City Arena, and they had in two months they had two of the greatest shows that I've seen since I've been going to House of Glory. Okay, um, they Malachi Black versus Buddy Matthews last this month was ridiculous. Even though Fight Fight TV messed up because, you know they, I don't know Fight TV sometimes sucks because they 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 the way they, uh, uh film they they shows whatever there's always a light problem or there's a uh, feedback problem they got to work on that shit, um but they that match between Malachi Black and Buddy Matthew was good, uh Eddie Kingston showing up at the New York City Arena unexpected the place went crazy to face Loki. The private party showing up uh, unexpected and attacking the main event. Uh, um, the Bollywood boys came back. Um, then the week, the month before that, you had Will Osprey against Amazing Red, tore the freaking house down. Uh, you had Rocky Morero against Kent Broway. You had TJP, Loki, and Charles Mason in a three-way for the Crown Jewel belt. House of Glory is a is a is a promotion that you guys are gonna have to watch. If you've never seen it, go to Fight TV, spend fifteen dollars and watch their shows. Even though the production is not great because F Fight TV, uh, they won in November. They were filming it in an angle that it was dark, so but they still were able to see the matches. Uh, and then the second one that you was able to see 
the entry is much better, but it's an improvement. This is Masterpiece promotion. And then the more you get to see it, the more you're going to love it because you got JD from New York as one of the announcers, uh, Solomon Monster, uh, Monster Sol- Solomon Monster, and that's his name. Is so you got a good product, and you know, and this is a a, a a promotion that was founded by Amazing Red, and you guys cannot sleep on this. This is this is going to be a promotion you cannot sleep on. The rest of the NWAs and the Impact, especially Impact, because they're always looking at WWE because they. They want to compete with WWE. I don't know why. They, I don't know. I don't know. But I hope that when they, the AEW does the Owen Hart Cup for the month of May, that Josh Alexander is given an opportunity to uh, wrestle in that event because he said he wants to wrestle in that event. So we'll see. I mean, we'll see what happens. So uh, that is it for the prediction, and I will be right back with more wrestling news and rumors. And we're back with some wrestling news and rumors. And um, by the way, like I said, I spoke about the Co- Cody versus Sammy Guevara match. Uh, uh, that that was one of the matches that they had last night at Rampage. They also had Lila, Lila, Lila Hirsch, whatever her name is, versus Chris Stanlander. It looks like Layla Hirsch is going to turn heel because after the match, Stanlander extended her hand as a sign of respect. Hirsch. Pretty much slapped the hand away, so um, we could see a her being a heel. I mean, Layla Hirsch has been uh, again; she loses every freaking match every time I see her in that ring. I don't know why, but something to watch. So, of course, I already spoke about Hook. It's a present, impressive match, and he amazed me in this match. And he took the best out of Bronson, and he hit him. They hit him, and but. Uh, Hook is not a joke. So I can see a Hook versus Cody. There was a video going around. The Cody won the belt. And um, and Hook slapping Cody in the face. Talking about the next time they're rest, wrestling in Greensboro, North Carolina. That they will wrestle each other. So that we'll see what happens with that. Um, let me see. We have, of course, we have some news here. Deanna Perrazzo. She wins the Impact Knockout of the Year Award. Uh knockout match of the year caused Deanna Peraza and Mickey James at Bound for Glory. This is what Impact thought it was one of the best matches. The Good Brothers win crown men's attack team of the year. Of course, Impact don't have no tag teams because they messed up violent by design by putting this faction together for two months and then breaking them up with now Rhino teaming up with Heath Slater. Rhino no longer part of violent by design. Uh, if you guys are going to watch Raw tomorrow, WWE does not learn because they're going to have Miz and Maurice to renew their wedding vows. This reminds me of 2019 where Bobby Lashley was trying to marry Lana. Remember that? Where Rusev was in this horrible, horrible storyline. Thank God they are all gone and now Bobby Lashley most likely will turn. He's going to turn uh, uh Baby face, hopefully, but they're gonna have Miss and Marie to renew vows. You know that's gonna be a disaster. We're definitely gonna see Beth Phoenix coming back. Why? Who cares? Don't know why. 
but it is what it is. AEW Dynamite viewership jumped back above 1 million following the December 22nd episode. Uh, you know, and, and it happened because the thing is that uh, AEW kind of dragged after the all out um, episodes and they uh, they were getting, and actually not dragged out because then in October, they were forced to do Saturday shows because of TNT hockey games and all this bull crap and whatnot. So now they ain't going to have to worry about that once they go to TBS. Now the TBS is going to be the exclusive home and they, they won't be preempted. So it'll be every Wednesday night. Uh, Rampage might be going to Saturdays. Maybe. And I think that's a better way to keep away from SmackDown because at the end of the day, you're competing with who? So, and then SmackDown is going to be in um, Fox S, uh, FSN 1. So now people are already talking about, you know, oh, you know, the, the, you know, the AEW fans are going to be talking about, you know, it's, 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 it's crazy. It's crazy. I already spoke about the Ring of Honor World title bout set for Impact Hard to Kill, uh, Jonathan Grisham versus Chris Sabin. We talked about that. Uh, there is no firm tie table on Kenny Omega's AEW return. I'm saying March by uh, either March by Revolution, probably showing up to help uh, the Young Bucks. Um, I don't see him in a wrestling match right away, but who knows? WWE is having problems for the day one um, pay-per-view. Uh, there is a COVID-19 outbreak in WWE. Uh, pretty much tells me that someone or the company didn't follow protocols like they're supposed to test the wrestlers because now there's an outbreak and they still going to go through with the WWE day one plan. So now they're putting everybody at risk because they need to put this stupid-ass pay-per-view for day one, you know? And I bet you it's going to be a failure because, I mean, you're going to have Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns for the 15,000th time. We're going to see New Day against the Uzo for the 20,000th time and whatnot. And then what's the rest of the other matches? Nobody cares. Nobody cares because... This happy uh, Corb, Corbin and Moss against, uh, you know, against Drew McIntyre. Do you really care for that? I mean, Shinsuke Nakamura was one of my favorite wrestlers uh, in New Japan. The WWE went and they messed him up bad. I mean, I think he's still the Intercontinental Champion. But they got home with this Rick Boots. And I'm still waiting for him to turn on Nakamura. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I don't know. And it's just it's just ridiculous to see what's going on. Uh, you know, it's it's just crazy. It's just crazy. But as far as this WWE outbreak, it was recently reported that a number of WWE talent and staff have tested positive for COVID-19 ahead of the WWE Day 1 pay-per-view on January 1st. With a lot of uncertainty surrounding the WWE's upcoming live events, PW Insider reports that WWE expects for their upcoming U.S. tour date to still take place. It was noted that WWE hopes that WWE Day 1 is far enough away that Star, who have recently tested positive for COVID-19, will be clear to compete, compete come January 1st. This report was published 10 days before the pay-per-view. So basically 10 days ago, there was an outbreak and WWE did not announce it. It goes to show you, you see what I'm talking about. 
they are not, they don't care about the fans. They don't care who is there watching this. They're having an outbreak, but yet this was 10 days ago when this was going on, and they never reported to now that PWR Insider is not reporting it. Again, I'm going to say, do they care about the fans? No, they only care about the money. They don't care about the fans. I'm going to keep saying it year after year, as long as I have this podcast. Three seasons I've been doing this. And three seasons I've been doing this, WWE is getting worse and worse and worse and worse and worse by the day. We still remember December 2018 when the McMahons and Triple H said, oh, we're going to give you exciting matches, new and exciting matches. Where are these new and exciting matches? Still waiting three years later. Okay? So that is that. Johnny Gargano heavily considering signing with AEW. This is coming from Dave Meltzer. Uh, I read something from Gargano saying that he was going to take time because his wife is pregnant and he could always go back to WWE. That alone tells me that he's probably not going to AEW. He's coming back. And he may come back and wrestle on the, uh, how you call it, on the main roster. Even though he's a little guy and WWE doesn't like little guys, and, when I, and Johnny Gargano may not be marketable, according to Nick Khan, you know. But Melissa said just things he said both publicly and privately. I mean, I know he's heavily considering going to AEW, but put it that way. Meltzer, Uncle Dave, again, this is the same guy who said that Moves had signed a contract last year with Impact after uh, Hard to Kill, I think it was a couple of months before he wrestled uh, Rishon for a shot at the Impact World title. And it turned out that he never said anything. Mostly just talk out of his ass sometimes. So I don't believe anything that Melson says. Not until I see it with my own eyes, then I'll believe it. Right now, Gargano could go back to WWE if he wants to. Because reality, I mean, if he goes to AEW, where, where, let's, be, let's be realistic. Where in AEW storyline he's going to be at? In another faction? Part of a faction? Because look what they've done to Brian Cage. Brian Cage right now should have been having matches with Kenny Omega. Should have had matches with... With the likes of MJF, should have had matches with, uh, you know, who else? Uh, I can't think of anybody else right now. Um, with Daniel Bryan, with Brian Danielson, but he's nowhere to be found. AEW has too many wrestlers, and you're gonna have Gargano because this Forbidden Door, pretty much, is only open for New Japan because Impact Wrestling is not working with AEW anymore. Okay, so, you know. It is what it is, but Johnny Gargano, I see him staying. Uh, I don't see him in NXT. That's just me. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, but it is what it is, you know. But, again, guys, thank you very much for listening to my season finale. Uh, this year, real quick, has been tremendous. Um, again, I thank those who uh, have supported the podcast. Uh, and again, uh, I did have, well, I still have the, my merchandise. I don't know if you guys already finished shopping. If you haven't finished shopping, you guys could go to tcwr.veryinkpressive.com. That's tcwr.veryinkpressive.com. Uh, this helps the podcast, um, 
you know, to be, you know, to, to be hurt also and helps me financially. Uh, you can check out the shirts I got there. I got a snapback hat with the Chokeslam Wrestling logos on it. I got my hoodie who I just put in there about a month ago. If you guys haven't bought anything for anybody yet because, you know, the stores would pack or whatever you want to order these uh, items I'm talking about, the hats, the t-shirts, the, the hoodie of the tcwr.veryinkpressive.com. Um, you know, um, you go to, uh, you go there and, and actually order your, 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 the merchandise in there. You know what I'm saying? You can also listen to the YouTube channel in there because the, the YouTube channel is linked in there. You could check out the two episodes that I did for, uh, for the, uh, this past week with AEW Dynamite and the WWE Monday Night, uh, Monday Nitro, so you guys could check that out and whatnot, and um, you know, and, and support support the podcast through going through the merchandise and getting you, like I said, getting the, the T-shirt or getting the uh, or getting it for somebody who you really love that you want to get them, you know, um, you know, you want to get them uh, a gift because you didn't get a chance to get it, so you know, get the chance to and, and actually. You know, get your stuff. So, again, guys, uh, I want to thank you again for all your support throughout the years. Again, you want to follow me? Follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and uh, Facebook, the Chokeslam Wrestling Report. I just gave you the link to my website, a YouTube channel. I got those. Uh, I got my YouTube channel, also the Chokeslam Wrestling Report, and support the podcast. I want to again thank all the guys. They, especially some wrestlers who came in. Actually, a couple of people that came in. I want to uh, thank Vincent Berry, who has the uh, the Lance the uh, Lance Van Eric book. He came in in March, and we talked about that uh, about that book. Well, we're about to do another interview soon. Once I get my uh, started reading his uh, short stories of the uh, the Vote of Wrestleville Vote book. Um, check that out. I have other. Um, Interviews coming up. Apparently, I was supposed to do an interview with a gentleman. Uh, I haven't been able to. Things happen in life. Things got in the way. Um, and it's been a crazy last two weeks for me personally. So I won't be able to interview anybody or anything. But they are coming up for the month, uh, next month, beginning of next year. So you guys can check it out. Uh, again, thanks. I want to give thanks especially to my boy. Jay Santee from Turbuckle Tabloid, who me and him do our six months or three months uh, state of the pro wrestling. I love having uh, him in my show. Uh, up to uh, also my boy, James, uh, John Rowland from uh, MWR Podcast, who I'm part of in the UK. They got me there. I was able also to do the year in there because of what I was going through the last two weeks. Uh, so that I got to make that up. Shout out to Ken Crusher podcast who they uh have me recorded picking out their they year in awards. Uh, and I want to apologize for the last part of the, of the recording where I didn't remember any of the interviews you guys did. I mean, like I said, it's been a crazy, crazy two weeks. So hopefully, you guys go, you know, uh, forgive me for that. Uh, again, definitely a lot of love to Eric Jaden. Uh, again, thank you once again for the interview we had in October. 
Um, and I wish nothing but luck, my man. Uh, you're a warrior. That's what I got. You're an inspiration to a lot of people. I had phone calls and texts after the interview we had. Um, and again, thank you for everything. But that is it for me. Uh, the season finale of the Chokesland Wrestling Report. And ready to start next year on new episodes. So check it out. Until then, guys, be safe. Wear that mask if you have to. And God bless.